And we are back, and we are the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. What's up, guys? I am India Cook. What's going on, India? What's up, Tommy? I don't know. It's been we... a lot going on these last two weeks. Yes, you doing all right? Yeah, you know. You know, I got a little pain in my shoulder, and you know, you, get, it's, you know, it's raining, so my knee hurt. <laughs> Everything hurts. You're breaking yeah. down over I'm there. Breaking down. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> yes, indeedy. What you been up to? How you doing? Because I know your your hand, your arm, that that engagement arm, is <laughs> heavy. Yeah, you got to build up that shoulder, carry that ring around. <laughs> Somebody do said that. It's like, oh, your hand hurt, your wrist hurt, you're carrying around a rock. It's like, nah, I'm good. I am getting used to it, though. It is definitely a, a transition to get used to. I still wake up in the middle of the night like, oh, it's still there. I wasn't dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> wake up, touch your hand, slap oh, your wow. I look touch. at it like, oh, it's still there. Okay. Yes. yes. It wasn't a dream. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But I am doing well. Um, this past weekend, I actually was a race MC, or what some people may call it, um, race announcer. It was mm -hmm. an amazing opportunity. Of course, our good friend Tess was the race director for the REI ATL Relay 10K, 20K. And it was an amazing race. And I had an opportunity um, to do a little bit of, not a little bit, do some announcing for that race. And it was my first time race announcing. I really enjoyed myself. I really did. It was one of those things where, honestly, Tommy, I was like, okay, out of the things that I do, how can I, what else can I do within the running space that would be aligned with my personality? And mm -hmm. race announcing was something that I kind of manifested and it actually happened sooner than I thought. So really <laughs> blessed to have the opportunity um, to do it. It was, it was a lot more than, it's not as easy as mm -hmm. what people. Yeah what it probably looks like on the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, that's something to speak to. Yeah. I, I would, I could, could imagine, you know, when everybody comes across the finish line and you're trying to keep the crowd hype and you know, it's not, it's not an easy job. Listen, it was, so we, what people don't realize is that you get a run of, well, for this situation, and I think that it's different for every race, depending upon what they need you for. So what I'm explaining now is what was for this race that I did, and it won't be the same for every single race, and every MC probably has different directives or asks for different for different races. But for this one, it was, I had a run of show. And for me as an MC, I basically had to keep the race on track as far as timing, as well as the race director test, keep her on point as far as timing. And what I mean by that is getting the crowd hype, getting them over to the starting line on time, make sure the race starts on time because you're the one that's like announcing ready, set, go. Um, ensuring that you're paying attention to when the first runners come through, who's all coming through, making sure that the award ceremonies are being run on time. Because what, what people don't realize is that when, when races take place, you the race directors have a certain amount of time that they can have the roads blocked. So if races aren't running on like, smoothly or I won't say smoothly they're not running on time it can cause you know a backup for the whole day or the whole a whole race time so that was interesting for me is being able that being able to like you say keep the crowd going talk about who's coming through for the finish line and of course this race it was a relay 10k and 20k going on all at the same time so paying attention to who's coming through who's transitioning for the relay giving congratulations to people but then also a big part of it was like shouting out the sponsors. Like, so who mm. all sponsored the race, like making sure that I'm giving them their 
their their shine and making sure that some of the athletes when they're done that they're going over to the different sponsor booths so it was definitely juggling and I will say that after I was done I felt like I ran the 20k (laughs) (laughs) I bet bet it was that's great yes indeed it was definitely um something for the books and I'm gonna add it to my resume so I really enjoyed it and if you are out there listening and you need a race, uh, a race MC or race announcer, hit me up. I'm definitely down for it. Y'all, okay, Chicago Marathon, NYC <laughs> Marathon. You hear what she just yes. said? Go ahead. Yes, holla, hit holla me up. Yes, indeed. Yes, <laughs> it indeed. was definitely a good time. It definitely. It was a. Definitely it was a good. Up. It was a good run weekend because not only did Tess have you know the relay, which is you know always outstanding. Um, ATC or Atlanta Track Club had you know the Atlanta's finest. Um, mm-hmm. which was kind of in the same area, wasn't it? It was just right yeah, up the so street. Yeah, so it was not far at all. And mm-hmm. you actually saw a couple of the runners that finished the Atlanta Track Club, Atlanta Finest 5K that came over to the um, the the REI Atlanta 10K, 20K relay. There are some people that came over just to spectate because the race had already started. But yeah, of course. Definitely just to spectate. But it, yeah, it was good. It was a good racing weekend for sure. Yes, indeedy. Yeah, I, uh, I honestly, because I had planned on, um, I didn't realize that Tess's race was this past weekend because mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, if nothing else, run the 5K. But we had already planned. Um, Trey's school had a carnival, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'll talk about a carnival in a second. It's, it was, you know, when you think of carnival, what do you think of? Just just get your, when you hear Games, carnival. rides. Yeah. No, no. Fair like food. No, nah, it, it was it. I, from now on, I understand when they say carnival, it's not what I'm thinking of because I, I was looking okay. for at least a Ferris wheel. But anyway, okay. <laughs> it was uh, no Ferris wheel. Ain't none of that. Like, homemade, you, homemade game. You walked game. up disappointed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you walked up more disappointed than Trey was. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, y'all ain't even got like the game, the hoop game, nothing. Y'all can die. Anyway, but the main reason we're out there because it was Trey's first in-person race. Yeah, he hadn't done an in-person race. We'd done all virtual because he does anytime that, you know, Atlanta Track Club has a race that has a race for kids. We sign him up for that. But it always had been virtual. So this time he actually had an in-person race. It's a little, you know, uh, toddler trot. So this little boy, every, they, you know, they line up all the all the dads and moms, I guess, are holding the kids. And then, you know, the other parent is at the other end. Mm-hmm. The child is supposed to run from one parent to the other. Yeah. That's how it's I mean, I'm holding Trey. I'm like, Trey, okay, you see mom. You know, Heather's waving her hand. I'm like, you see mom? That's where you got to go. Right. You got to go to mom. And he seems to understand. No, I ain't going to say he seems to understand. Trey knows exactly what I'm saying. Trey <laughs> always knows exactly what I'm saying. Because sometimes Trey will, he like, you'll tell Trey to do something, and he'll, mm-hmm. like, act like he don't understand you. And I'll mm-hmm. stop and I'll go, Trey, you know exactly what I'm saying to you. And then he'll do it. Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, okay, I guess I can't fool you no more. You know I, I right. understand you. Mm-hmm. So... They say, go, and I let Trey go. Trey go all the way across. Diagonal. Diagonally down the line. And he still beats everybody else, though. He, he like, takes off, down, diagonally down the line. He wins. He wins his first trot, so we were very Yay, happy about that. Yay, Trey. Like, Trey, you got to run to mom. And, you know, and the thing is, whenever I pick Trey up, that's what all of them say. He's so fast. He's so fast. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because Trey, most of his his friends are, uh-huh. well, you know, at that age, he don't really make his own friends. We make right. friends for him. So right. most of the kids that he's around, like his cousins, because I have relatives here, or mm-hmm. Tra- um, Heather's friends who have kids, they're all older than he is. 
So he doesn't seem that fast, but then I kind of see him with kids his own age. Mm -hmm. And I now understand because kids his own age really don't, they don't stretch their legs. They don't, Mm -hmm. they don't get that, you know, that cadence going like Trey does. Trey be like. He be gone. And it's so funny because y'all, y'all please go to, I think, did you post it on your page? No, Heather did. Um, They can go to Heather Brownlee, Heather B. Yeah, but it's so funny to watch the video because all you see is Tommy is literally holding Trey because he is so ready. Like he is like, if you don't get your hands off of me. I need to go where I need to go. And as soon as they say go, his little self, he just he just go right diagonally across. And he make it. He's like, I did this. It's the cutest thing ever because he is just like, uh, I did yes. what I was supposed to do. And I won this thing. So I, do, I honestly believe he's going to be a little runner. And I love it. I love it. Yeah, that, that, that'd that be nice. I, I really, you know, I, I like I love it when I can get him out in space where I can just let mm-hmm. him run. Because, you know, I'm just so afraid he's going to run out to the street or something like that. So yeah. I just can't wait. I like to when he, we can get him in a, in a yard or something and he can just take off. So. But right. that was that was my weekend. That was I didn't really get much running in, but you know, Trey did all the running for us. Yes. Well, it looks like he uh, he definitely enjoyed himself and is is on his way. Even if he doesn't become a runner, because we don't want to put pressure on the kids, he looks like he could uh, do something that <laughs> is going to happen with the legs because he's well, moving a little thing. Actually, <laughs> I hope he becomes a pitcher. I want him to be a left-handed reliever. They if you go and and look how much money they make and they work maybe you know three times a week. I'm like, Trey, you need to be a left-handed reliever in the Major League Baseball because <laughs> they make millions of dollars and they work three times a week. That's what I'm talking this is, about. This is what you need. <laughs> See, Trey? See? The pressure is on. The pressure is on. That is too funny. Well, outside of that, you've been able to get some miles in. What's that been looking like for you? No, eh, no, I ain't getting that. It's been, um, if you're in Georgia, you've seen the many storms that have come through. Mm-hmm. I, I work in the insurance industry. I am balls to the wall busy. So I really haven't actually had a chance to um, get too many miles in. But I, I'm going to get back at it because, you know, the race is coming up. Yes. Um, and I want to make sure at least I can do the 5K um, this <laughs> year. So I, I'll, I'll get back at it shortly. Yes, and prices are increasing for the race. So if you have not signed up, definitely do so. Um, I've been able to get some miles in. I have been staying pretty consistent. I had a run this weekend, kind of like my first like intentional long run um, this weekend. It did not go as planned, but you know, sometimes you just have those days and you just have to roll with them. Um, And that's just kind of what I'm learning is to have the gratefulness out of every single run and every day that I'm able to move. Like, just being able to appreciate that. Cause I just think that sometimes we get so focused on your race and your pace and how well you did and how you're feeling. And it's like, listen, you out here moving and that's, what's important. Yeah. And also I, you know what people go, you know, I, I'm sure everybody has, has some kind of running movie or mm-hmm. something that they like, go watch it. It will, mm-hmm. it will get you going. It definitely will. In my opinion, sometimes I'll watch old marathons. Yeah. And that that gets my my juices going again to to want to get out there and run, um, or sometimes I'll go back and down memory lane for myself and look at that kind of stuff, and that kind of keeps me motivated to keep going when you're not having the best time out there on you know on on the on the uh, asphalt. Definitely, definitely. I prefer to look at other people's victories. Is what I like to do mm-hmm. personally for myself. But sometimes. I get caught up in the, when I look at like old stats or old pictures, I get caught up in, that's where I used to be. And it's like, nah, don't get, don't get caught up in that, down that lane. Because at the end of the day, life has happened. Uh, It's been years in between that things happen, but it's all good. So 
that is good though to be able to look at different races anytime I go cheer for a race or I'm out at a race it always gives me a little extra jolt of excitement so volunteering is something too that people can add to their list volunteering at races it gives you just a different level of motivation yeah exactly Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of motivation, did you get to see the New York City Marathoners announce the U.S. Women um, profile for the uh, for the race for the marathon no. in New York City? Who, who they call out? It's some. It's some really good. It's. Gonna, I think it's going to be a good. Stephanie Bruce is going to be there. Um, Anna Johnson, Sally. Kip Yago, Dez is going to be there again. Um, you got Molly, Molly Seidel, you got Emily Sisson, you got um, Kel- Kellen Taylor. I, of course, Alephine is going to be there. Um, you got Eileen Berry is going to be there. So you got some pretty good hitters that's going to be there um, on the U.S. side of things. So I'm looking forward to being able to watch the New York City Marathon. Yes, definitely. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, you know, my money's on Molly, Molly right now. I'm sorry. I'm, you know. That, that, the bunnies with Molly. She just on she another level. Fire. She on another level right now. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to her. When is the uh, New York City Marathon? It is on the seventh, November seventh. November seventh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know that'll be her third marathon, fourth she marathon. She got some time to shake out the, the yeah. shake out the uh, the um. What am I trying to say? Shake out the. The Tokyo Marathon. I mean, she did a she did do a race a couple of weeks ago where she started at the back of the race, and her goal was to raise money. So every runner that she passed, mm. um, she raised some money for for each runner. So that was really exciting, and she pa- basically passed thousands of runners. Um, <laughs> so that was really exciting to do. So she's still out there doing things, and of course, yes, I think she has plenty of time for November seventh to be able to uh, to get ready to get ready for New York. Yeah, I'm always excited to see a world major, see the elites get out there. It, it's especially New York. New York is always fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be interested to watch that one. Yes, 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 yes. Speaking of world majors, they uh, obviously they announced that Cape Town Marathon is now a consi- under consideration for the uh, added to at, to be added as a world major. What's your thoughts on that, Tommy? I don't know. Eh. Well, yeah. sound, sound like a money grab. I'm just playing. Oh. <laughs> Like, I mean, it what? is it is a money it's a money grab. That's what it is. But because I'm sure the marathon that you know whichever one because another there's a marathon in China that's also up for consideration. Whichever mm-hmm. one gets it, their enrollment's gonna I don't know I won't say double, but it's definitely gonna go up mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. once you become a world major because there's so many people that want that. Well, it'll be seven star I guess at that point. I'll be interested to see how they do it. Um. Yeah. Once they do, add, I don't know if they're going to add one or if they're going to add two, but I'll just be interested to see how um, the elites handle it. Because now you have another marathon that you can win points at. So mm-hmm. are you going to switch from going? Because right now, most of the elites run maybe two of the world majors a year. Would, mm-hmm. they, would they add another one because there's an additional one that they can you know, earn money at? And then I, mm-hmm. I guess I didn't really look at the timeline as far as when these other marathons take place, mm-hmm. you know, in cooperation with the ones that are already established. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I've been seeing so many mixed reviews on adding another world major. Like I think that people, there are some people that have already finished this, the, the, the six, six. Yeah, the they, got six. Six. they got their six stars mm-hmm. and they're like adding another one. Like that's going to take away from what I already did. And you know, or yeah, you know, that means I you got to pack your bags, 
and take yourself to wherever the next one is. Get another one. I mean, that's that's what it's about. I mean, I'm not a person that's so you know. I understand the world. You know, you need money to make it work, and you Mm -hmm. have to generate you know money to 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 for Abbott to keep doing this. So I understand why they do it. I'm not Mm -hmm. a person that sits and goes, "Oh, that's wrong," because it's it's messing up tradition. I'm not like that. Let hey, let's move to the future, and you know. I mean, to make things exciting, I think you have to keep doing things. And I think adding something to it or adding another world major to it would just be, I think it would be exciting. Like for me, I would look forward to doing it. I mean, I have, I've only done one world major, but I think that it would be exciting to add something to the mix. But I also can understand people that in their mind feel like they have done the, the, the all six majors and it is a a honor to be able to have done all of those because not a lot of people have done all yeah. of them. And now you're no longer a part of this elite status of being, have completed the six. It's like, well, <laughs> rethink your thoughts about Well, it. <laughs> you know what the thing, and the thing maybe, maybe they don't change it. Maybe stay six star, but now you have seven different places to get your six. They may keep it, you know, hmm. they may do it like that. They may not make, say, to, to, to get the six star or whatever, you have to do all seven. They may just say, well, now you have seven choices. Um, mm-hmm. I, be, I really would like to look into these marathons and see how hard it is to get into them now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like to see, because pretty much to me anyway, I always say Chicago is the easiest world major to get into. It just is. Because I've been able Even to get though into I do know people that haven't been able to get into it, but the two times that I tried, I got in both times. Exactly. Me too. I got in, <laughs> you know, I got in twice. I, only, I ran it once, but I got in twice. Right. Um, but to me, New York, Boston, you know, London, Berlin, they're Tokyo, hard to get in. they're hard, you know. Or you got to put the money down and do world major tours. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just not as easy to get in. Now, of course, you know, Berlin, you know, maybe if we lived in Germany, Berlin would be easier to get into. I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, same thing with London. You know, if we lived in, you know, in, in uh, the United Kingdom, you know, maybe it'd be easier to get into. And I guess um, that's where we need to probably rephrase what we said. It's different yeah. for being outside of the country. Yeah, Because I'm pretty exactly. sure it's definitely easier but being into it. But I live in the United States, and New York still done told me no about five, six times. So Listen. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? I My, know, and look, that's why I know people that I don't need that another are... world major. Just make the new, the actual world majors easier to get into. We don't need another one. You make it easier yeah. to get into. That's what we need, but anyway. Yeah, no, I feel you on New York. New York is still on my bucket list, so when I see people running it two, three times, I'm like, dang, I be feeling some kind of way. I'm like, these people out here been trying for 20 years, <laughs> y'all. And some people just, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got in this year, and I already have a solidified spot next year, and it's like, damn, girl, I've been trying to get in for one year, but, yeah, no. but I'm yeah, not so. going to be salty. Congratulations. But I'm, I, it's cool. I, I will. I really will be interested to see which one they choose um, out of the two. Um, so we'll see. But you know what? The crazy thing is, neither one of those marathons I'd ever heard of. Because to me, there are. Well, I don't know of any marathons in China. That's the, you mm-hmm. know. But as far as Africa, I want to say I thought the Comrade was a marathon, but it might not be because that's a big one that I hear a lot of people talk about. Um, that's in South Africa. Um, so. You know, but this one, the Cape Town one, I really had never actually heard of. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have heard of the Cape Town Marathon. I just, you know, I just feel like the the consideration or the conversation of what's coming up next for the world majors has been nothing but consistent or has been going on for a minute. And I'm like, just pick one already. <laughs> well, the the one, because like this one just got put up as a Announced candidate. recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. recently. The one in China was announced 
last year or even maybe the year before. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. you know, that's if why they I'm do like, are say, they gonna pick one or what they're well, gonna do? Well, it's a they say it's a year, it's it's a process that takes time. So, mm-hmm. you know, to consider. So, yeah, you know. It is no. what it is. You know, Abbott gonna make you know, Abbott gonna make them wait it out. Like, look, you want you wanna be part of this? Yes. <laughs> you gotta you gotta wait it out. Yeah. Think of, well, are, are there any other marathons in the US that you think should be added? Mm. I think a marathon on the West Coast would be dope. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, like I think a marathon on the West Coast, like LA or something like that, San Fran. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think that that would be good because I feel what all of them are on. Yeah, so everything's on the East Coast. So I think a marathon on the West Coast would be a good option um, yeah. because it would be very different. It would be different scenery wise. Mm-hmm. It would be different elevation wise. Um, depending upon where you chose. So I think a West Coast Marathon would be great. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I understand why they're not putting another one in the U.S. We already have three. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not that person that thinks the world revolves around the United States. I think they do need Mm -hmm. to put it in, you know, different countries. Um, I feel bad that there's no, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, Kenya. I don't know a whole lot about Ethiopia. But those, I what what I do know is that's where the top marathoners are coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, and I feel bad that there's no doesn't even have to be a world major, but um, a major marathon in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because um, even like a couple of like Ethiopia, they didn't even run the Olympic trials in their own country. So mm-hmm. I feel bad that we can't somehow get something going in those countries so mm-hmm. that the people and we're not talking about it on this episode. We're going to talk about it. The, the Kipchoge, uh, Kipchoge documentary, but just kind of let you know. That documentary really showed me mm-hmm. how the, uh, Kenya feels about Kipchoge. He mm-hmm. is like Michael Jackson mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me feel bad that we don't have something in that country where they can go and see their superstar in person. Do his perform. work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Perform. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. And I think that that should definitely be something that is 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 done and... I mean, I think that, that we could definitely branch out. Um, it's interesting as to why there's not a race on the West Coast. The first thing that comes to my mind in the U.S. is is weather. Um, so I don't know if, depending upon the time of the year that it takes place, sometimes, you know, you don't want to have a, a, a marathon in the hottest time of the year. Um, but it's not as if mm-hmm. marathons aren't happening seasonally yeah, on exactly. the West Coast. So, but yeah. So it definitely varies, but um, I think there's definitely options to 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 come out and do do the thing, and um, I look forward to seeing whatever is going to come next with it. Well, you know, since I've only got one star, you know, I you know, one star. <laughs> I, only got, you got I, a star I only got boy. one. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when I went and ran Chicago the first time, I didn't even know it was a world major. Somebody was talking crazy, and they were like, "Cause I, you know, people are so you you know how the running community is." People are so, the word's not entitled. What's the word I'm looking for? When people are wearing their Boston Marathon, you know, jackets and, you know. They have an elitist mentality. exactly. You Mm -hmm. have a lot of people that have that elitist mentality. So I go Mm -hmm. up there, I think I was wearing a a shirt from an an Atlanta track club. I don't even know if it's Atlanta track club. It might have been just something I had gotten from some race. It was a hoodie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, how you going to come to a world major with that on? like what are you talking about right and and then i was like and what you what's your time what you running you bothering me (laughs) right exactly it's like it's not even that it's not that that people get people get very serious about it and i think that that's just 
that mentality of, I feel like when people get serious about stuff like that is those people that have nothing else outside of running yeah. going on in their life. <laughs> and, and my thing is, okay. And don't get me wrong. If you have, if you've run Boston, wear your shirt, wear your jacket. Right. I have no problem with exactly. it. But it's when you, if you're doing it to make other people feel bad, that, yes, feel that's, the, that's, yeah, that's when mm-hmm. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Honestly, people, I was like, Oh, this is a world major. I didn't even know that. I was just signing right. up for a marathon. So I could come to Chicago. Right. Or people that minimize or or not minimize people that assume that just because you're a runner, if you haven't run a marathon that you're lesser of, it's like, we got to stop doing that. Like not every runner wants to be a marathoner. Not everybody want to stress out for four months (laughs) to go run (laughs) 26.2 miles. Nobody want to do that. You know what though? Everybody, every runner that I know that had not run a marathon, like let's say four years ago has run a marathon. Of course they have. And I mean, not that anybody makes you, but it's hard to be around no, it's, other it, runners. The positive peer pressure is exactly really thick. Like, especially yes. I think for us in a, in the Atlanta running community, mm-hmm. like I feel like we're around. I don't think we know very many, many people that have have not done a marathon. And I'm speaking of people that we pre pandemic that we mm-hmm. would hang out with all the time. That we would hang out with after races and all that stuff. Like those those people and I'm not talking about people that we have recently connected with through the pandemic and on social media I'll speak for myself on social media like people that are new to the new new to the connection of 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 us but I don't think I know very many people that has never done a marathon like and that's not saying that they're any lesser of but I know for me my first marathon wasn't because I wanted to when I used to run a half when in in the beginning of my running career, I used to be mm-hmm. like, who wants to do this twice? Like, don't nobody want to do this twice? <laughs> but it literally was peer pressure of every time I see a runner, they're asking me when I'm going to do my marathon, which one I'm signing up for, come do this long run. And it was just this consistent pressure, I'll call it. Like, but it was, you know, it was positive pressure. Peer pressure yeah. got me to where I am now. And being a marathoner definitely has changed my life. Like once you run a marathon, you will not think about running the same way I feel like because it's just a different experience that you can't really explain to anyone but I just think that it is positive peer pressure and I think if you're amongst it if you have the power to not do a marathoner and you and you're around all marathoners I think that you were you are an amazing person <laughs> I think I, I think people who run marathons a runner like you said mm-hmm. it changed your whole what you think of running it's either going to make you want to run another one yeah. Or it's gonna you make you not want to run. Like you're like, mm-hmm. I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start biking. Yeah, I'm not running I'm no more. Anybody I'm running done. this no more. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know why anybody want to do this no more. Cause like you know, I mean, we were just. Um, we had an interview with an Olympian not just a few moments ago. Um, yeah. and just when she was talking about like when I finished the Olympics, you know how so many people get depressed. I was yeah. thinking in my mind like that's kind kind of how it is after you finish a marathon. Cause you've been I training. Totally want to talk about that. Yes. You, like you that train is for like 18 that, weeks and then exactly. it's done. Exactly. Like everybody talks about how to train for a marathon, mm. what to do, but nobody talks about the aftermath. Like nobody talks about like, after you've run that marathon, what do you do after that? Because technically you need to give your body a week or two weeks of not doing anything. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with yourself in between that time? How do you keep yourself from not doing other things? Like, what do you do? What do you do and how do you deal with that mentally and do you prepare for your next race while you're 
in training for the like for the the race that you're working up to like what do you do and I feel like that's a conversation that's not talked about a lot is the preparation for after the marathon I'm interested to see um because we were talking about a friend of ours that's running two marathons kind of not really back to back but pretty close together and I'm oh, and I, back to back. yeah they pretty back to back and I said that's old school that's that's mm-hmm. how that's how it used to be done. I'm interested to see if if we go back to that because remember back in the day when rock and roll would do those specials like you yep. could sign up for a marathon for like twenty dollars mm-hmm. and you know people would sign up for like oh I'm gonna do this one this one this one and they got their whole marathon season you know timed out. I wonder if we're gonna get back to that now. Listen, I used to have my whole race schedule planned out in a year. Like it would be if I if my race schedule for 2021 for 2022 was not planned by June 2021 something was wrong like that's how much I was racing before not even just pre-pandemic but like at one part of my life like when I was in the thick of it I was single and just out here living life like I was literally I had a full year of race schedules like set up before the before six months of the next year you know I wouldn't do it like that but I would do my goals like I would say okay Mm -hmm. this race here this this Next series, I want to run a marathon. Or this next time, I want to run all the Grand Prix races in the Atlanta Track Club, you know, Grand Prix. I want to do that. Or, you know, whatever it is, I would plan it out. And, like, if it was a marathon, of course, I would have a half – I would find a half marathon that worked perfectly to fit into my schedule and things like that. So I I would kind of do it, but not maybe completely planned out. But I would Mm -hmm. definitely have a goal for for that year. Yep. I get it. I think that we will get there. I think once COVID opens up, I think people are going to be signing up for races left and right. Like, and, and it's not as if races are not going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they're still uncertain. Like, you know, like right now, Chicago is asking for vaccinations or negative COVID tests for when you go to Chicago for the Chicago marathon. Um, and some races are still being canceled. I know one of the New Jersey marathons can't is canceled. Um, so I think that there's still uncertain times. So I know that a lot of people aren't signing up as swiftly as they probably were before. So, yeah, but I mean, yeah. So hopefully we will. Cause I mean, I remember, you know, Hey, you're going to be Miami famous. You know, I mean, it was a, it was a nice energy cause it would, that's that, positive peer pressure because you would hear oh we're going to miami oh we're mm-hmm. doing this oh we're gonna be in chicago i was like well i want to go to chicago it's, you know right. sign up shoot mm-hmm. even if you weren't running you would want to go and just be a part of the atmosphere right right that would be it there would be cheer squads like all right we're going to chicago just to be a cheer squad like you're not yeah. even running you just know you're gonna go up there to cheer so exactly Yes, yes, yes. Well, I know where I want to go is definitely Detroit Free Press, that race, so that I can hang out with, with We Run 313. That's yes. on my list. That, that, yeah, I, I would We love need to, to go up there at the too. same time. Let's yeah, figure it Detroit out. Yeah, Detroit versus everybody. Because yeah. quite a few people have run it. But, yeah, we get to talk to these uh, two young men from Detroit, west and yes. east side yes. of Detroit. Um, so uh, we ready to bring them on? Yes, we are. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? And we are back. We are the Run Duo. And we have two amazing guests on the show today. We have Joe Robinson and Lance Woods of We Run 313, straight out of Detroit. Let me let me make sure I give y'all the right. Detroit Premier Run Club, We Run 313. <laughs> so they are the co-founders of We Run 313. And amazing guys, amazing runners. What's up, guys? How are y'all? What up, dog? Uh, now, welcome, welcome, <laughs> fellas. Welcome to the this conversation duo. is long overdue. <laughs> long yeah, overdue. Long <laughs> overdue. I think we've been chatting it up for some months now, and yeah. I'm just so glad to have you all on. And you all had an amazing weekend as far as racing. 
Um, Joe, you completed the Crim Festival of Races, the 10 miler in Flint. And Lance, you completed the Hood to Coast, which yeah. is amazing. But we're going to get into that. But I want to hear a little bit more about you all and who you are as runners, who you were before We Won 313 came together. Lance, I'm going to start out with you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How did your run journey start? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to take it back a little bit further because you said um, who I am. So mm-hmm. first off, born and raised in Detroit, from the west side of Detroit. Um, lived here all my life up until um, going to undergrad. So I'm from the west side of Detroit, graduated from Northwestern High School, educated through the Detroit public school system. Um, went off to college at Tennessee State, the Tennessee State University. The Tennessee, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. He had to uh, add that down, extra in there. Yeah, yeah, down <laughs> in Nashville. So shout out to the HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Um, studied business, concentrated in supply chain management, graduated from there, 2012, and then uh, picked up running in 2014, no, 2015. Mm-hmm. I returned back to Detroit in 2014, um, just on this mission to like, um, giving back to my community, really, um, just making a positive impact. Started off doing um, youth development work, um, got into the schools in 2015 um, as a dream director. That was my job title with this this organization called The Future Project, where we um, really unlock passion and purpose inside young people, um, developing projects to um, enhance the school culture. So mm-hmm. so basically um, really developing teams and, and creating some game changers within the schools, you know, they already game changers, but really igniting the, the fire that exists within young people. So I did that for five years. Um, so th- within the time that I was there, um, I discovered this, um, this love for running in 20, well, I discovered running in 2015. Mm-hmm. It, it became more of a passion in like 2017. Um, so one of my, my best friend, Rodney Suttles, he was um, doing his sweaty September initiative basically getting people reacclimated to their fitness goals. I was helping them out with that, like just running and posting it on social media, whatnot. And then within me doing that and helping him out, I started to discover something within myself. And that was like my ability to go from barely being able to run one mile to being able to do two and three. And then I started like seeing this, this thing within myself where it was like, damn, I, I get to challenge myself to go further. or I get to see how much I can, you know, develop, you know, mm-hmm. with this running space. And I was clearing my thoughts and all these different things, but that's how I um, came to running it. And it's been beautiful. Yes. And now you a sub 250 marathon. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Now you a sub 250 marathon. I'm not even going to give you sub three. You a sub 250 marathoner. I'm going to okay. give you that. So <laughs> from not being able to run a mile to a sub two, well, I didn't know how. I didn't know how to run. So when you learn how to run, it it, it changes. But yeah, that's where it I was does. at one point. It does. It does. You're right. It does. So Joe, what about you? Um, I grew up in on the east side of Detroit my whole life. Uh, my family came from the south. Uh, my family come from Georgia. Uh, my mother. Wait a minute. What part? You know, we in Atlanta. What part? <laughs> my my grandmother is from Montezuma, Georgia. You lying. Wait, hold yeah. on. You lying. Yeah, we, <laughs> my, we from Montezuma. My, my mama from Montezuma, Georgia. It's only a couple people from Montezuma. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was like. Oh, you lying. You got to be lying. Dude, this, 
Montezuma only got like one one traffic light, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, ask, ask your mother if she's familiar with the street Highway 59 when you get a chance. That's where my grandmother grew up in a tiny house with 13 brothers and sisters. Wow, wow. So they, gonna, yeah, they pick yeah. cotton. Yeah, they oh, picked, I know that. If they lived in Montezuma, yeah, of course yeah. they did, yeah. You had, you had to pick cotton down there. So, so, it, so real quick, I, I keep that in the back of my mind that my grandmother who is still alive and my grandmother who watches my children, this person who's still alive picked cotton. Yeah. And I get to see this person. So that I keep that in my back pocket every day to keep me going like, man, like, you know. But anyway, I just- <laughs> No, I just but life's fight. different though. Yeah, like that, yeah, you just think about the things, and... the areas that she's lived through. Like, yeah, oof, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I only brought that up because you said you got family from Montezuma. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to let you know it's really real. Yeah, so anyway, um, my granny, you know, they from the South, but we from Montezuma, but by way of Atlanta, Georgia, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so my mom, my mom moved here. I mean, my mom was born in Connecticut. My father was born in Dayton, Ohio. Um, but they didn't, neither one of them lived in those places. They just was born there. And then they ended up coming to Detroit. My mom was raised here. My father was raised here. I was raised here. My whole family was raised on the East side. I actually didn't go to the West side of Detroit till I was about 18 years old. Mm. Um, and that was when I went to college. I went to Wayne State University right downtown. So um, so I grew up here. I mean, I went to Ferndale Public Schools. I graduated. I went to Wayne State University, uh, majored physics and minored education in there. Um, about halfway through college, I had got introduced to music but the other side of music, the production side of music. So like the administration, the making music, I had went to the studio for the first time and um, a friend of mine there was really close and working with um, Big Sean. And he asked me to manage him, not Big Sean, but my friend, Early Mac, he asked me to manage him. And then from there, I was 18 managing artists I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know. I just was <laughs> such an optimist at a young age. I just said yes to things. And um, I kind of followed that and I followed that. And it took it took me all over. I mean, I've been to every state except North and South Dakota and Alaska and Hawaii doing music, doing shows. I've produced festivals. I've managed artists. I have my own recording studios. I put out music. Um, I managed some pretty big names, done tours. I did all type of things. I had a pretty, I have a pretty accomplished list as far as touring management, talent management, managing artists, music production, executive production, uh, video production, so many different things. And I've done that over 10 years. And then, um, oh, not to mention, I lived in, uh, on both coasts, Los Angeles and New York. Los Angeles is where I actually discovered running for myself where I actually discovered it, yeah. Yeah, that's where I discovered it. Um, lived in both coasts, New York City and Los Angeles. And then, uh, yeah, I just discovered running in 2015. And I kind of just been kind of sticking with it ever since, making it work. Nice, you doing more than making it work. You out here dropping these amazing times for as a marathoner as well. <laughs> you doing more than just that. You know what, y'all post, you'll throw back pictures. I believe Joe, you might post more than Lance of like pictures of when you first started or videos of when you did your first mile. And I'm like, 
You don't even look like the same person. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I posted an old, um, I posted an old picture like two weeks ago, like of my the first run I recorded, Mm -hmm. and it was like I was like a different person. But but Lance got a video of uh, where he posted a mile where he was huffing and puffing or something like that. Y'all look at those videos now, like, wow, look at me out here running 26.2. Running will transform your life. It It does. I always say running, running is the most transformative, is the most transformative process, physically transformative process, because not only does it transform your legs, give you amazing legs, but it transforms your mind. It transforms your body to be able to fit your mind because our minds are infinite, right? Our minds is connected to the cosmic computer, which is the universe, which is an infinitely unbound system of potential, right? But our bodies is so human that our bodies is, 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 is limited vessels. And running is that one thing, like Muhammad Ali spoke about, like, Running is the one thing that bridges the gap between your mind and your body. It brings them together. Not your brain, but your mind. You know what I'm saying? Everybody right now on this phone call, we could all think about flying to the moon. Literally just flying to the moon. But physically, we can't do that. But we can infinitely think it. But running is the one thing that brings those infinite possibilities and who you are as a human together. So... That's, that's, Look that's at Joe over here dropping it. <laughs> dropping gems on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> dropping gems. Exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead, India. So both of you all, Detroit, connected somehow in Detroit. Tell me how you all connected together to all of a sudden birth rerun 313. What did that look like for you all? Yeah, so like like Joe mentioned, he from the east side, I'm from the west side. Right, y'all are from two separate uh, sides. How does that work? Yeah, Is there not, beef between not, the two sides? How does Detroit work? It's, 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 crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy beef with East. Super beef. Oh. What? <laughs> what? Super beef. So I've never been in Detroit. <laughs> look, so look, yeah. Joe said he never been to the west side to like, I've never been to the west. I, I never used to go to the east side ever. And that's because only, of me, or just because reason. it's far away, or like, what's well, the reason? But when you when you younger, you don't you don't really have unless you got a, like a family member on on the opposite side of town, and it's not far, but ten okay. minutes drive. Uh, but, but if you got family member, that's the only reason why you gonna go over there, and that's the only reason why I came to the east side on Bewick between Warren and Shoemaker, right off Warren, uh, right off uh yeah between Warren and Shoemaker. So that's the only time I would go on the east side. But um, how we met is crazy because he from the east side, I'm from the west. Um, we both discovered running in 2015. Um, didn't know each other. We both, like, the only black people we know, like, running in Detroit. Mm-hmm. We got the same story. It's, it's, it's crazy how it all come together. And then, in fact, uh, we both was, I was doing the, my first full marathon in Miami. And he was doing his a half marathon in Miami. We both there. Same time, same race. Don't know each Didn't other. Didn't know each other. But and we did. We also did the Detroit Free Press Marathon, which is a huge marathon here. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I did. We we both did the half, and that was uh 2018. We both did that. Didn't know each other. So from people seeing, like, we just got mutual friends, and they seeing that, 
um, on social media, they're like, how do y'all not know each other? Y'all the only two black people we know. And, and like, y'all young too, y'all right around the same age. It ain't like, mm-hmm. it's a big age difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like, yo, y'all gotta connect. So my friend, Ashley Wheatley, who I went to college with at Tennessee State, she told me about Joe and then Everett, um, it's more of Joe friend, but I mean, we all friends, mm-hmm. but Joe, I mean, when Everett connected us, it was like, that was the second person that said something for me. And I was like, yo, let's, let's link. You know what I so mean? So they vouched for y'all to make sure y'all was both good people. <laughs> yeah, y'all so, from so they was like, yeah, like, they linked. It was like, y'all got to link up. So, cause y'all doing the same thing and y'all on the opposite side of town and y'all need to link. So that was right after Miami marathon, which Miami marathon 2019, I was in January. So we linked up in February and um started running together so mind you in february it's it's snow on the ground and stuff like that so we really mm-hmm. outside to run but joe um put me on the uh, lexus velodrome which is a it's a um it's like a indoor dome that where you got like you can it's an indoor track but then they have like a bike cycling system around where people can still get their workouts in for mm-hmm. cyclists um okay. speed cyclists so mm-hmm. um so we met up there went for a run um I came in wanted to do a 5k he was like I'm trying to do a 10 so I was like all right bet I'll do a 10 mm-hmm. you know this is my first time meeting him and we just we just clicked you know what I mean like you can tell kind of like from the first time you meet somebody kind of who they are you know what I mean mm-hmm. so from there we we didn't have no thoughts of like putting this run club together or anything like that it was just like getting a feel for who this person is you know what I mean and having mm-hmm. somebody else to run with because I'm always running by myself mm-hmm. and either I'm running by myself and then I'm posting on Instagram to connect other people that don't live in Detroit but it was never like a time where I can just link up with somebody and run um mm-hmm. outside of this, these Sunday runs that I would that I would um do um but it wasn't like n- anything consistent or nobody was running the distances that I had developed for myself so that's how we got connected nice and so y'all said, okay, how about we try to get more people that look like us or that are within Detroit that want to get these miles in? Let's well, do the, the thing is, it wasn't, like Lance said, it wasn't really about miles like that because, I mean, it was, it was more so about, A, having somebody to run with. That was very important because... Like he said, he was running by himself. Running is a lonely thing. I was running by myself. I was dragging my girlfriend to the gym, trying to have her run on the treadmill next to me. I was dragging my cousins. Like these people don't really like running, but I just didn't want to run by myself. So, But running with somebody just made it that much easier, made it that much better. The main thing that, that, that drove us to create We Run 313 was the effects that it had on our on our on us personally so like our mental and spiritual and our physical change the physical changes that it was making on us that is was really what drove the decision to say hey man let's uh let's invite other people out and it's like well why because bro man i had a a bout with depression then when i started running it kind of went away or I had a little scuffle with anxiety, but when I started running, it went away. Or, hey, I was getting like these aches and pains or, you know, I had like a something that was ailing me physically. And when I started running, 
when I started running, it kind of curved those effects. It curved it. It kind of helped it go away. So, and our people are broken in many different ways. I mean, Detroit, this is the blackest city in America. So we've seen it all. We Man. see we see some of the wealthiest black people you've ever saw. And we see, see, see some on the far end of the spectrum, mm -hmm. like on the far end. And we see more of those than anything else. So we really see the broken people and children. And we saying, damn, like, yeah, the economy got people in the bind, but really, the bind starts in your mind. I, I, I was trying to rhyme right there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to rhyme. It just came just, out uh, like that. It just came uh, out like that. <laughs> and I'm saying that that bind that, that a lot of us are in starts up here. And for me and Lance, running helped us unwind that because we are we are products of that too. Running right. helped us unwind that um those issues and we just really wanted to share that with our peers with our community more than anything yeah and that's well, that's also true go ahead Tommy well I was going to ask so before you know as far as you know like you said Detroit is one of the you know blackest cities in America but as it far is as the, the, blackest city. the blackest city in America mm -hmm. how is the diversity in running up there before you, you know, like, cause I, you guys told the story kind of like, well, we the only black people running, so why don't we know each other kind of thing where everybody was saying. So is diverse, do a lot of black people run up there and we, they just didn't have anybody to link up with or is it pretty diverse in the running community? You, you want to talk about post we run 313 or That's pre right. Pre, 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 before you guys started. So pre, pre we run, th pre we run 313, uh, I never saw, like I never will just drive down a street in the hood and see somebody running. Never. Now that's changing. Um, I never saw people link up. Then, then I started like Googling certain things like black run clubs or black people running. And I would see like pictures of the riots of like black people oh, running man. from the police. No, I swear I to God. I just rolled my eyes wow. so hard. <laughs> I swear to God, I can't make this up. Mm -hmm. This is before we run three, run three ever existed. And, um, and then, like, as I started getting more into it, like, then I discovered Black Men Run, um, Black Women Run. But I never saw people that was my age ever getting out and going for a run. Um, you'll see, like, downtown, midtown is becoming more um, gentrified, in a, uh -huh. in a sense. So you, you'll start to see these bike lanes and these run lanes being created. So all the white folks is running. You know, and and even in my mind, I used to think like, what the hell is they running for? Like, that's not a thing that black people do. Black people run short distance, track and field, 100 meter, 200 meter, 400 meter, you know, something like that. But distance running, is just isn't a common thing. So now you talking about post rerun 313, you'll see um, that becoming more common because we bring in the black community together. Not only the black community, any anybody can come run with us, but we run three one three speaks to the founders of the organization. We both black. We both from west side of Detroit, well, west side and east side of Detroit. Um, we bring out black people. Black people gonna be attracted to black people. That's just what happens. Of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, that's they feel more comfortable coming out. They're like, who are these yeah. people? Let me link yeah. up with them. And and the thing is, is that what we discovered was this was just something that was missing. You know, we created mm -hmm. something that was missing in Detroit. It's not that people weren't running. It's just that we didn't know where these runners were. Okay. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. even though we have, our space has created runners, 
because there's first timers and and we welcome every every runner from all ages, all paces, all races, whatever. And people are discovering this love love of running through we run three one three, but we've attracted people that were former track athletes that they dusted off the track shoes and now they back running. Right. Or we discover uh, track coaches, you know, um, that wasn't doing track coaching anymore, but now they they found a way to give to the community by giving themselves and their time and their commitment to We Run Through and Three and developing um, people and their mindsets around this idea of running. So like those type of things have happened and it's like, it's created a community within a community, mm-hmm. you know? And um, it's, I mean, it's just truly a blessing, man. Nice. Now I wanna, I have two things. The first thing is, let me ask y'all, when you went in, I guess, high school or middle school, did y'all have cross country in your schools or was it only track and field or did you have, like who ran that sport? Yeah, so I, I never ran in high school. I played basketball. Um, they made us run cross country okay. um, if you were an athlete. And and that's when I quit. (laughs) (laughs) You was like, no. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like I'm not doing that. I'm not running cross country, bro. Like Mm -hmm. so we used to have to, so for the people that's listening, I know I'm gonna share it and everything because people be tapped in. But like at Northwestern High School, when I played basketball, I was on junior varsity. Um, we used to have to run cross country. We used to have to run around Northwestern and like all the way down all the way down the boulevard to Grand River, Grand River up to McGraw, McGraw over, back up to the bullet, down the number streets, up over to the boulevard and back. And that was probably about, because mm, we know distance now, just- Right. That's probably about 2.75 miles. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we used to have to run that like maybe two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. And you won't buy that life. No, nah, I was not about that life at all. <laughs> I mean, I did it a couple of times and then like what was more important to me was getting my driver's license than running. So right. uh, my coach had, like made me make a decision like, hey, you either going to do this or you're going to do that. I'm like, man, I quit. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was the end of my basketball journey. But I mean, I've always been athletically inclined. Just never, just yeah. never was no distance. The reason why I asked that is because we have had conversations with other guests on the on the show and a lot of people see the comparison between what was in predominantly black neighborhoods is some some schools didn't even have cross country they only had track and field and then a lot of times track and field was only kind of like a gateway sport to something else so if you play football you got to do track or you know like it was like it was conditioning for the football players or the basketball yep. players it wasn't like do you really like it? And of course, track is something that, you know, we do run, but it was just interesting that I know even the school that I went to cross country, we weren't running that. We like, we weren't. And yeah. when it was, or track and field, if they made you go run, it was like punishment. And it's like, now I have this negative right. correlation with running as punishment and I don't really want to do it for fun. But of course that's changed now. So no, that's, that's really what I, it was. I'll it, say this. It, I, I'll say, I'll go say ahead, this. Go ahead, um, Detroit, actually is home to track and field national champions. Mumford High School uh, um, got, I, I'm up here at my son's baseball practice and the guy just stopped me in here and asked me, do I run this and that? And he said, yeah, I went to Mumford High School with the Dukes and Michael Berry and these guys and the Dukes, uh, Shock and Menachem father coached me and we was national champions and all this. So, Detroit actually has is a hub here 
for a high school collegiate track and field. I mean, not collegiate, I'm sorry, for a high school track and field uh, from four by four relay, 800 steeplechase, 100 to 200. Renaissance, matter of fact, they're, they're the guy go walking out right there. But Renaissance um, High School, they have uh, female women's track and field and they've been national, they've been regional champs. I don't know if they won national, but they've been regional champs for a few years. So I know your question was this in the urban community, do we have like a track and field thing here? Yeah, we actually do. But like Lance said earlier in the interview, like it ain't, it, uh, it never, it never translates to distance running though. Mm-hmm. It never, it never goes that far. It's really always like, well, I ran four by four or the one or the two or the eight or something like that. But we got it here for sure. We got some athletes that they pop out that we run three, one, three, and they Young still got fast. that strength. Yeah, yeah. all they fast. <laughs> they still yes. got it for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, something well, yeah. that I, go ahead. Tom. No, I was just going to say, because one thing that, you know, when I saw you guys, because um, actually a friend of mine, he's a coach here, um, Mark Monroe, he he's yeah, family oh, yeah. from Detroit. Mark, yeah, Mark, he, Mark, he's like the one that uh, Mark is peoples, y'all. Yeah, that's Mark, our piece. Uh, <laughs> he, he sent he sent um your information to me, um and I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, they in Detroit, blah blah blah. And I saw how young you guys were, and you know, not you know, no disrespect. Oh, uh, you, you good? You 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 y'all still wise, but when I saw how young you were and y'all running distance, that's rare. You don't see that a lot. Usually. It, once you get older and you know your knees can't handle you know you can't your hamstrings can't handle no 400 meters that's when you start to go to the longer distances so that's why like he was saying yeah they run a lot of track and field but yeah you don't see a lot of young people running long distance that's something i want to see change because it's definitely opportunity out there yeah mark oh, talks uh, the most crap down here if you see him at a race <laughs> like you can't walk like you can't do nothing around mark without him calling you out like mark is our people but he be calling you out we love him <laughs> yeah, mark, mark, mark ran the uh miami marathon um when we brought we brought we ran 313 um down the miami marathon in um 2020 right before the pandemic happened and mark ran that um mm-hmm. he ran the full i think he did like two fulls the yeah. same weekend. That like, sounds like, yeah. 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 sound like Mark. Yeah. Mark a beast for sure. He yeah, like, I don't care about speed. I just, I'm just going to get it done. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, something that um, just in the conversation of distance running, when I looked up, we run three, run three and kind of what you all are about in the different run groups that you have set up throughout the week. You all have your two mile Tuesdays, you have your 5K, 10K Thursdays, and you have your long run Sundays. And something that that speaks to me with that schedule is distance and options. And I think that a lot of times when you come up against run groups, you're like, all right, we're going to be out, go out here, do a 2K, uh, um, two mile, or we're going to do a 5K, maybe a four mile, or just depending upon, but most run groups are not sectioning out or ensuring that there's also middle distance or long distance distance within that because your long distance runs are usually what 10 10 to 18 miles somewhere around there depending upon training speak to us a little bit about about why you all put those different levels of groups or different meetups with different distances what made y'all put that in there so let Um, me let me i want to go back to to the initial run so our very first run it was it was a it was called a two mile fun run Okay. That was on May 4th, 2019. So um, we did that because we didn't want to create something that was too far of a distance that it would deter people from coming. 
and it, we didn't want to create something that was too less of a distance that didn't challenge you for real. Mm. So like one mile is like, okay, why? Well, like, it just didn't make sense for us to meet up to do a one miler. Mm -hmm. So two miles is like, okay, people that, that have never ran before that's, that can be a challenge. Even one mile can be a challenge, but mm -hmm. two miles is, is a challenge for those that probably have ran or haven't ran. It, it just was like that middle ground for us. So that's why we chose two miles. And then we later developed two mile Tuesday because it was catchy. You know what I mean? It was, and, and um, it just fit with uh, what we was doing at the first meetup spot that we had, which is a black owned spot called the Griot Lounge. And they served tacos on Tuesday. It was a way for us to bring the community together and like just have a meetup spot after the run. You know, y'all still so, do that the two the tacos yeah. and all that on Tuesday okay well we don't have the we don't do the two dollar Tuesday the tacos and stuff because <laughs> we don't have this but we want to bring that back because that that, that was okay, that okay. was a, a big piece um mm -hmm. in, in building the community the social piece of yeah, it the social yeah. piece of it but um but yeah Joe can speak to the other distances but I just wanted to take it back to like why it happened that way and why mm -hmm. we chose two miles because I see other groups do three miles but like Shit, we got people that's scared to come out to do two miles. So I can only imagine how many people it would deter if we said three mile Wednesday or something like that. I don't know. But we know typically and and through articles and, and so many things, Detroit is has been said it's one of the most unhappiest and unhealthiest cities in America. Mm -hmm. Right. So how can we make it less difficult for people to come out to these mm -hmm. runs? and let's minimize the barriers run, we, we didn't have a plan we was building we was building the plane that we was as we were flying it we didn't mm -hmm. we didn't have a plan we didn't know when the next round was going to be or any of that it just mm -hmm. happened through time and and tons of phone calls and meetings between me and joe um to to build it out but joe can speak to to the other two rounds that we do um yeah that was a great explanation the um Thursday, we run on Thursdays, which is a 5K and a 10K distance, uh, which is more so, that's more of an intermediate run. And the Thursday run kind of happened because, well, me and Lance was kind of running more than just one day and other people, like when we first did our first Two Mile Tuesday run, the, the fun run one, the one that had the Eventbrite link, people was like, when is the next run? Mm. And we like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. What you, what, like, what you mean? What you we mean? Like, bro, we just we gotta uh, plan something now. We like coming soon. I don't know. You know <laughs> That's what's the main thing. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah, coming so, soon. <laughs> so basically, like it was a it was a way to say like, okay, well, let's put something let's put another run out there, like an intermediate distance, something that's a little further. Cause we got people coming out. We had people coming out to the first two mile Tuesday. I mean, they were the minority, but they were coming out there dusting that. Mm -hmm. Leaving me behind. I'm like, wait, right. hold on. Hold you know on. <laughs> um, so we, we had some pretty good, some pretty strong individuals come out. So we just wanted to put another middle distance out there. Uh, 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 something a little, a little bit more of a push then the two miles, because it's at, at two mile Tuesday, we run one mile, then we break, wait for everybody to finish. It could be anywhere from 100 to 200 people. 
and waiting for that many people to finish, it's like a 10 minute break sometimes, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So then we run back. So everybody catch their breath. So on our 5K, 10K Thursdays runs, it's two groups, a 5K group and a 10K group. We both run the first 5K together. There ain't no break at no middle points. Mm. So, and the distance is still short enough to where you can say, all right, I've been doing two mile Tuesday for two months. I got it. Let me try the, the three mile run. And we put that one right next to the six mile run because it's like eventually... Your friend, or your mm. your yeah, your <laughs> accountability partner who you who you elected, because that's what happens. You people just pick a random person to run with. After <laughs> <laughs> after runs, like you just find this person and lock in with them. But shoot, eventually one day y'all you gonna show up to run the three mile with them, and they gonna be like, no, nah, I'm running, the, running the six, six. Yeah. the ten k. You know what I'm saying? So I think it lines up perfect. It gives people a challenge and it gives it gives people the opportunity to choose too. like, man, OK, I can take it to the next level. And it lines it up perfectly with our Sunday run, which starts at 10 miles. Mm-hmm. I got this this funny thing that I be saying to people like, yo, if you if you've been running six miles, you can run 10. And they, <laughs> they, they look at me crazy. Like you crazy, right? <laughs> But but I, I honestly mean that though. Facts. <laughs> I, I honestly mean it. Like, bro, if you're not exhausted at six miles, and I, I saw David Goggins say this. I know David Goggins is a genius and a lunatic, but his lunatic stuff be right though. He said <laughs> like he'll be running like 30 miles and be saying something crazy, right? But it'd be right. He was like, if you are, if you're tired, if you're exhausted you're at only 40% of what you're capable of. I keep that with me. I keep that in my back pocket. Like I be, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't care if it's true. <laughs> it, it sounds, it sounds really good. So mm-hmm. like I keep that and I be trying to encourage people like, bro, listen, if you're exhausted, you tired, you really not even at half of what you're capable of. That's why I be telling people if you run six, you can run a 10. So and it worked sometimes, like yesterday at the long run. <laughs> yesterday we did a long run, and we got um, we got a guy who runs our 5K, 10K Thursday, but he does the 10K. His name's Will Lance. You know Will with the ball yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Will only run with us on Thursdays, and he come out on Tuesdays sometimes. But he do He's the 10K strong, every Thursday. He's very strong, but he came yeah. out and did the long run for the first time um, yesterday. That wasn't his first long run, but he came out and ran with us for the first time. And I was like, see, I mean, you've been coming to Thursdays, bro. Like, you know, it's, it, you're, you're going you're gonna to eventually, it's a gateway to, to the longer distance. So that's kind of how our, how our um, schedule, I want you all to see this right quick. How do you turn this around? <laughs> These are the people right here going for a run. That uh, that that guy right there, he stopped me, and said uh, he knew about we run three one three, and he ran at Mumford Track and Field, and he just he just said I look like a runner, and he also said I know Lance Woods. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just interesting to see him going on a run with his with his kid right here. You know what I'm saying? You so, would have like, never saw that happening over. You would have never saw that. You would have never saw that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So mm-hmm. it's it's funny how we just brought that up. And I was able, I know we're not using the video side of this interview, but I was able to show y'all that right, right, right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So so the building of your, of We Run 3 or 3 and getting people out, has it just 
predominantly been through word of mouth and like, hey, come out with me. Well, we got a distance you can try. Like what has been your biggest gateway to getting people out? Like Joe, you mentioned 100, 200 people out at a run. Like what does that look like for y'all? Well, How do y'all well, get now, that many people out? Well, I'm gonna say this. Now that We Run 313 has established itself, uh, the people the people do the marketing. Like, I mean, I mean, we do our side of marketing, of uh-huh. course, but We Run 313, we, we're almost three years into the game and we've been consistent 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 i'm gonna say that over and over again because mm-hmm. we never key. let up we never mm-hmm. let up ever ever since may 4th 2019 and we said coming soon coming soon come soon then we <laughs> dropped like and came with the schedule it was on it was it was non-stop i mean we do have an off season because the you'll see the, the attendance decline um right around like before christmas it, it mm-hmm. starts to decline because i mean People, black people run when it's hot outside and it's not as yeah. cold. No, that's just that's just what it is. Black people and it snows up there. Black people like, wasn't even really, yeah. <laughs> really wasn't even running for real before we run through a three. Right. So they like, oh, y'all tried it now. But, y'all trying to make us run in the cold too. Right, right. <laughs> the, only, the only reason why we have an off-season because it's just the way that we set it up, it's just so hard to stand idle and wait for people in the cold. That's like mm-hmm. now, if everybody just running straight through, that would be cool. But that doesn't happen because we're such a community-based organization, and and making it comfortable and an encouragement zone for all people, um, it just it just doesn't fit to to do it all year round and be waiting and getting frostbite and all that stuff. But anyways, um, the the way the attendance remain is just from what the people feel when they come. You know, people feel seen, people the feel vibes, heard, people feel, people don't feel left behind. Um, so they telling their friends, they telling um, each other, and then the consistency of it, they know, like, that's a thing. Two Mile Tuesday is a thing. You know what I mean? Just like $2 Tuesdays was a thing for the club. and or right. <laughs> you know, That's the thing here in Detroit, you know? Like, if and, I'm not going to do nothing else, I'm going to go to Two Mile Tuesday. Two Mile Tuesday. That's, that's mm. just what it is. Um, and then they know, like, 5K, 10K Thursday is two days later. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's happening if we market it or not. I just... I just think it's a thing. However, uh, we still got to do our part in marketing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I just think it's just something that we've created in Detroit that's here to stay, you yeah. know, in the past um, two, two plus years. Nice. Well, I would say y'all doing a damn good job. I will definitely, I've never been to Detroit, but if I make my way up there, well, De- Detroit Free Press, the race is on my list. So I'll be up there at some point. I don't it's know great, when that's It's happening. a great race. Um, but both of y'all have been doing some great things out on the pavement. Uh, Lance, tell me a little bit about Hood to Coast. I know you had an amazing, the energy that I saw through the pictures of you doing that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Hood to Coast was everything, man. I I think this was by far one of my best running experiences um, because, you know, with the marathon, half marathon, um, I've had some great experiences, but this was different because, I came together with total strangers mm-hmm. and like left feeling like I'd known them for years because the amount of time and the amount of dedication you got to utilize together as a team to be able to run 199 miles mm-hmm. from Mount Hood to the Pacific coast is insane. Right. Um, the, the running part of it is not the challenge. It's more so about um, the times that you have to run like, and uh, yeah, like just running at 
1.26 a.m. after I just finished a, a six-mile run at 5.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then, like, lack of rest, exhaustion, not a lot of food to eat. I'm in this van. I'm trying to get as comfortable as possible. But at the same time, you with all these new people and y'all vibing. I'm DJing. Mm-hmm. We rocking. We sharing stories and all of that stuff. Adult slumber like, party just, for right. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, you don't get no sleep. So it's like... Mm-hmm everybody trying to wind down, but somebody's always hopping out the band to go run. So you're not really getting that real sleep. But I mean, it was amazing. Like um, just the, the, it was the people for me. I'm a people person. I'm a social guy. Um, I mean, I, I came out of there with some real deal, legit good people in my corner from all across North America. You know, I only knew two people. I knew Robbie Tabaj and he's the North American community lead for uh, Lululemon, and then I knew Sia Baptista, which you connected me to. Yes. Oh, yes, I like Sia. So yeah, <laughs> so you connected me to Sia. We we clicked off off rip. Mm-hmm. Um, had like an hour conversation after you saw that I um that I qualified for Boston and connected yeah. us, so we can have you know cheer squad and everything down there. But that's how that's how it worked. I mean, it just was like so organic and just great vibes, you know. Um. It was one of those experiences. I still got more content to share. I know you do. I know you do. You had a whole photographer and everything. Listen, I'm here for the content. Oh, yeah. It was dope. That's what's up. Well, congratulations on that. And congratulations on Beast. And it looks like you had some of the harder legs of the course, which is that's usually what happens is there's usually harder legs in a relay. And it looks like you had some of those harder legs. So congratulations on Beast. What Joe said said earlier uh, when he was talking about what he learned from David Goggins about like when you exhausted and you, you know, you only reach like 40% of what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I ain't never heard that or felt that, I felt that in that moment because I've never ran at 126 in the morning and then be be back in the van trying to get some sleep at 4 a.m. And then I got to run at um, 9.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. as I'm no waiting. Recovery time. You know what I'm saying? And no food. Like I ain't getting no real food. I ain't showered. I ain't did none of that. I'm exhausted. I don't really know how much I got left in the tank, but once I hit the road and I told them like the last leg, I was like, look, this, this, I got a 600 foot climb. I'm exhausted. My body is literally hyperventilating, Mm. you know, cause I'm just going through these hot and cold flashes because through the lack of sleep, lack of food, my hydration ain't really been the greatest. And I'm like, yo, I got a 600 foot climb. I'm just going to take this easy. I told them that. And then once I got out there, I absolutely didn't do that. I, no, I did it as best as I could. And I ended up hitting them heels and I and I held a, a 628 pace over the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, you just put it all in there. You just put it all out there. And, um, you know, I discovered something else about myself that I didn't know. Like I, knew, I know I'm pretty mentally tough and strong, but I'm much stronger now, you know, yeah. from, from that. Those and experiences. I, yeah, that experience did it for real. Mm. that's what's up well congratulations you did well I was very happy to see you all your journey through the process it was really good to see and of course connect connecting with some of the people that you were out with um for for the hood to coast was also good to be able to connect with yeah, them. Van, van one for life they're gonna hear this I hear you <laughs> <laughs> yes so Joe you also got your mouth in this weekend you did the um 44th HAP Crim Festival of Races a 10 miler um how was that for you um, that was, it was a tough race. It was okay. a tough race. Um, so what happened was prior to that race, we always wanted to do the crim, mm-hmm. right? Cause the crim is probably the, 
one of three. So there's three big events in Michigan, the free press and the weekend of the free press events. Then you got the turkey trot and then you got the crimp. Mm-hmm. So those are like the largest running events in Michigan. So we all, as a run club, we always wanted to do it. Um, so I was, we were excited to be there. I had some, uh, some physical goals that I wanted to hit. I was planning on running like 10 miles under one hour, like 59 minutes. You mm-hmm. know, I just wanted to test out these, these different paces, test out my gains that I had got uh, through this current marathon training block that I'm in but it ends in like two weeks but so I wanted to test out some things I never ran the crim before when we it the Flint is like an hour and 15 minutes from where I live mm-hmm. the race started at seven it was supposed to start at 8 30 but they moved it to seven because we had a heat advisory mm-hmm. and we also had a humidity advisory so I said whatever you know heat advisory whatever uh Went to sleep at like 11, got four hours of sleep, woke up at 4.30, left the house by 5, got there by 6.15, made it to packet pickup, got my warm-up in, me and my uh, running running uh, comrade, Tommy, Tommy Runs. Shout out to mm-hmm. Tommy Runs. Yes, Tommy's uh, good people too. What's up, Tommy? Yeah, yeah <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Tommy Runs. We got there, did our warm-up, and I learned that... I learned, I, I never knew what humidity was. <laughs> Come to Atlanta, please. Like, I know, <laughs> Which I know, I know you are. So be ready. <laughs> like, I know what it is. Like, it's humidity. It's humid. It's muggy. Oh, it's thick outside. You know how people say that? Oh, it's thick. It's yeah. muggy. But I, I really, I really learned what that is. Like, now I know. The, the temperature setting, the temperature stat said, 100% humidity. When we started, and now I know what that does to the body. <laughs> what that does, mm-hmm. so, okay, I'm gonna give you an example. My goal was to run at threshold pace. Mm-hmm. All my runners, enthusiastic runners out there, long distance runners know, threshold pace is the pace that is your, is your most competitive or fastest pace that you can hold for about two hours before your body begins to uh, break down due to um, your lactating muscles, right? So, but in order to hold a threshold pace, you need oxygen to get to your lactating muscles to cool them down. I could not get oxygen. (laughs) So my lactate threshold pace went from 559 to 634 over 10 miles and like 900 feet of elevation. Then at then at um then at mile five, it's called the Glendale Hills. Let, let, let me let me let me tell you how I knew. <laughs> let me tell you how I knew that this this was going to be treacherous. Before we bent the corner, there was a 20-foot sign that said Krim Glendale Hills. I never seen that before at no event I ever did. I never seen them notify you that there were hills. Like, welcome to the hills. <laughs> they, there was a there was a 20 foot notification that wow. there was about to be hills when you bend this corner. Mm-hmm. And me and Lance ran the Cleveland uh, Marathon and at like mile, Cleveland Half Marathon at mile seven or six, there was like a gigantic hill. Um, 
anybody ran the Cleveland half or full marathon, they know that they know what, we're, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. This hill was similar to that. Like, man, it was steep. It was steep. And like the whole course was hilly. The whole mm-hmm. course. But I mean, I've ran hills before. I've ran hills at a competitive pace before. So it wasn't that. It was just the humidity combined with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finished at an hour and six minutes. I ran a 634 in 100% humidity. And it went from like three to 800 feet elevation, just non nonstop. So it was a good race. It was good to see... Um, it was the first, well, no, well, it was bigger than Glass City for sure. We ran Glass City Marathon. I was about to say it was good to see uh, screaming people lined up, but Glass mm-hmm. City had that, but the Krim had more people. Mm-hmm. But it was good to be out there racing with all those people. It was good to be at an organized event. It was safe. It was fun. It was great to see. We run 313 out there. We had about 15 people from the run club sign up. Nice. And it, it, was, it, it was just great to finish and go out there and put an effort down, but I'm glad, I'm kind of glad I didn't go all out like I wanted to, because I, I just ran 10 miles right before we jumped on this phone call, and I felt great, mm-hmm. so it, it was good to still have strength, and I'm, I'm still in a marathon training block, so right. it's good to still have strength, good to not feel beat down, and good to just be able to still turn over my legs and still feel good as I run, so it was, it was a good weekend all around. Well, good. Well, congratulations to both of you all. I'm very happy you you all had very good weekends um, and great experiences, new experiences. Joe, the humidity in Atlanta is like that all summer. So when you see Atlanta runners and their paces are like dropped compared to what they do during the winter time, that is why like a base of humidity here in Atlanta is usually at least 80 every day. And it's the thick of the day. You can go out at four or five o'clock in the morning and that's what it is. So I'll be there. I know. I hear that you're coming here. I was just about to say, as we wrap this up, tell me what's next for you. So I hear Joe, you are coming to Atlanta to run the race. The humidity will hopefully be a little bit better when you come in October, but it might be still here a little bit, but uh, you're coming to run the 5k for the race. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. October 2nd, I will be in Atlanta representing We Run 313 at the race. Nice. Sure. Are you bringing anybody else with you? Is Lance, Lance, you coming or no? Uh, I'm not. I'm not coming to that one. Okay. That's there is some people from the run club. I'm going to be in D.C. Okay. I kind of I kind of kept it like to myself. I didn't like prom- promote it to the run club or anything like that. I got like this because the, the race had actually reached out to us a few times mm-hmm. and I took them up on they offer like the second time they reached out. But we run 313 got like such an official packed calendar that I didn't even really promote it to the run club like that. Okay. I kind of kept it to myself. It was something I wanted to do. I wanted to go see my family. I, I wanted to take, uh, take my daughter. So it was something I kind of kept to myself, but the secret got out and a few people from the run club said they're going to try to make it down there and run as well. Okay. Well, hopefully next year is something y'all can come out in full support. It is a half marathon as well as a 5k. Um, Tommy and I of the run duo, we are, we usually do like a live podcast there. Uh, the race director Tess is a good friend of ours. So just let us know. Um, it's an amazing weekend. And of course, when it's not COVID is definitely, it feels like a family reunion, honestly, just like a lot of runners coming together, putting everything out in the pavement. And of course, um, you may, you all may or may not know the race is in a African-American area that is predominantly black, um, that majority of the races here in Atlanta don't run in. 
I'll just say that they don't run in that the area where this race is ran. And so it is done. Where we where we going through the west side? <laughs> it's the south side of Atlanta. So it's kind of one of those SWAT. things. You know about the SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's it's just that is something that makes it even more significant. So I appreciate you coming out. I can't wait to meet you in person. I'm looking yep. forward to that. And Lance, hopefully you can come through next year. But what's up on the calendar for you next? So we, we, well, both Joe and I, we got um, New York City Marathon, which is okay. November 7th. But before that, we're going to do the um, the Detroit Free Press Marathon Relay. Nice. So we got a, okay. got a, um, a, is it five or six? Six-man squad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's five. five of us, right? Five, yeah. Five, five-man squad. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, we, we got uh, the Prove It 10K coming up. Um, so that's coming up September 10th mm-hmm. and, uh, what else we got? A, we got a couple more races with the, uh, Trivium racing series. We got the, uh, Gallup growler, 10 miler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the dates, but just thinking of the races that we got coming up, but the major races, New York city marathon, Detroit free press, uh, marathon relay. Nice. Okay. So well, I'm be, looking forward to, both, yeah, this would be both me and Joe first time doing the, um, uh, New York. New York nice. That so, should be a good one. I'm excited yeah. for y'all to be able to do that one. I can't wait to hear hear about it. It'll be a really you good know, I'm, time. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. As you should be. As you should be. Well, Lance and Joe, before we head out, if you can just let everybody know how to get in touch with you all, how to connect with Rerun for 313, and we'll let you all have your evening. Yeah, um, Lance Woods, you can follow me. It's two underscores L Woods. Follow the run club. Uh, at we run three one three, or you can check out both of our. Uh, you you check out we run three one three. You'll see both of our uh, our personal Instagram pages in the bio. But um, but yeah, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We on we on all of that. Um, we we actually got a Facebook group too called um, Two Mile Tuesday, where we engage the entire community um, mm-hmm. a- around the world. I mean, we got people there from all parts of the world. Nice. Um, just it's nonstop encouragement there. I mean, they, they don't only run two miles. It's just like a, a page where people encourage one another to get out and go for a run. Okay. Um, so that was our social media handles. Um, if you got any questions about anything, you can email us um, at connect at we run 313.com. Um, and yeah, that's where we at with it. Nice. Well, thank you so much. And I know Joe, um, Joe can be connected as well through Rerun 313 and it's Joe Robinson, APX is his um, Instagram. So thank you all so much for coming on the Run Duo. We greatly appreciate it. Like you said in the beginning, Lance, long overdue. I'm so glad that we were able to connect. Joe, I'll be seeing you in a month and two weeks or somewhere around there uh, yeah. to connect with you for the race. Um, and Lance hopefully won't be too much uh, longer afterwards that we can also connect in person. Um, oh, yeah, and I just want to say congratulations to both of y'all, just your running journey, everything that you're doing and continuing to bring people together in the Detroit area and all over. Like I would say, it's not just Detroit. Y'all are putting yourself and your faces and your feet on the pavement all over and connecting with some great people. So congratulations. And I can't see, wait to see what else is coming for y'all. 
Oh, man. What a great conversation with those guys. D-Town. Listen, <laughs> right. Detroit. Detroit. Yes, Detroit so versus everybody. Joe, yes. Yes. If you are in Detroit, if you're traveling to Detroit, definitely check out We Run 313. Amazing guys and just great personalities. I just love their mental game, their physical game. They're on top of it. And just the amount of community that they're bringing to Detroit. So congratulations, guys. Amazing time talking to you all. Exactly. Now, India. If somebody want to get in touch with you or listen to you or follow you, how would they do that? I would be in love. So you can find me on my website at milesfromindia at gmail.com. I'm sorry, milesfromindia.com, excuse me. <laughs> um, but you can find me at milesfromindia at gmail.com, but um, as my email. And you can also find me on Instagram at eye of indigo runs, and that's an underscore under each one of those. Um, but check me out there. But at my website, you can find all of my connections. And my YouTube, of course, is Miles from India. Yes, and you can hit me up on Gmail, Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two, at gmail.com, and teammate 68 on Instagram, and then always you can be reached at the Run Duo pod. Well, I guess it's just the Run Duo on Instagram. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we will see y'all again in a couple of weeks.